Week 15, the Jaguars face the Baltimore Ravens on the Inner Harbor, and Andrew Catalan has the call again with CBS Sports. It's been a few weeks. Andrew, what's new with you? Hey, JP. Happy holidays, man. Good, good talking with you, as always. Yeah, so here we go. The uh, Jaguars are headed to Baltimore. The, the biggest bright spot for the team this year is James Robinson. Easy. Uh, he deserves Pro Bowl and Rookie of the Year consideration, but considering the record, they're one in 12, they've lost 12 straight. He might not get that full recognition he deserves, but you know, it's not even a surprise anymore when he goes out and, and gets to these milestones of a thousand rushing yards. He's closing in on Fred Taylor's franchise rookie rushing record of 1223. Uh, and there's really no doubt in my mind that he's going to get there. Nothing surprises you anymore about James Robinson. And that's been such a, a pleasure to watch this year. No doubt about it. And it also seems that the success he's had has not changed the person he is. He seems like a very humble, quiet, workmanlike running back. And I think that's also a really good sign, too. And, you know, I think Doug Marone deserves a lot of credit for the way that he tried to create opportunities over the summer for draft picks, undrafted rookies. I mean, it was so difficult uh, to get everyone on the same field with all the protocols and to give undrafted players opportunities and chances. And I think Marone know, knew the importance of that. And to his credit, they found this guy and, and he's just been tremendous. It takes some guts to cut your top five running back and put an undrafted guy in there, but it, it's worked out. No, no doubt about it. I, mean, I think a lot of people around the league probably shook their head when they saw what the Jaguars did at running back in the summer. And, you know, it couldn't have worked out much better, to be honest. I know, as you said, the record is not what they want, but from that position and with James Robinson, they got more than they could have asked for. Andrew Catalan with a CBS Sports. When you play three quarterbacks, that means you don't have a quarterback. And that's what I think the Jaguars and the fan base and the, the office has realized as of late. Uh, well, going back to Gardner Minshew this week, but going back to the off-schedule offense is really what's going to happen now with Gardner. We'll see how long it lasts, but that's really all Doug Marone can do is put the next best guy out there he feels can get some kind of result this week alone. Yeah, you know, in, in watching, and obviously I had a number of Jaguars games earlier in the season, uh, so I did not call any games of, of Glennon or Luton, but, you know, and just watching the game last week and knowing what I know about Gardner, I, you know, I, I think that he probably gives them the best shot of the three, and, and I'm sure that's up for debate, but what I, when, I think when Gardner plays his A game, he is a, he's a good quarterback. He, he, he can stand in there, make plays with his feet, um, he seemed to have a good connection with some of the receivers. I know DJ Chark has been kind of quiet of late. Maybe this will help bring DJ back a little bit. So, again, as you said, when you're playing three, you really don't have one. But to me, I think that this was the right move for the game against the Ravens. Not only is Gardner Minshew starting this week, on the other side, Lamar Jackson is starting Surprise, surprise. And uh, the reigning NFL MVP. Now, we know that the Jaguars' defense is depleted to begin with, and they've had issues against running teams recently. Cleveland ran all over them with their stable of backs, and then, of course, Derrick Henry goes for 215 yards last week. This is a different type of running attack. Multiple running backs, and then you have Lamar Jackson that can take it to the house from anywhere on the field. If you have any discipline issues in terms of gap integrity, forget it. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that game that Baltimore played on Monday against Cleveland, to me, was the game of the year in the NFL. And what it also did was 
provide an incredible amount of momentum for Baltimore coming into this game. I mean, you look at their last three games and they know they got to win all three. Uh, this is um, this is a team that, that comes in, you know, red hot. And Lamar was great. I mean, you look at what he did after he came out of the locker room right away, throwing that touchdown, and then the, the drive to get in field goal range for Justin Tucker, who, by the way, no one else in the NFL can feel as confident as Ravens fans do. I mean, when he ran out there on Monday night, you you almost think how he's not going to miss it. Like he, no one else can feel that in the NFL except for Ravens fans. So uh, I think that he is such a weapon and obviously had the big kick on Monday night. But this running attack is excellent. It's what they do. And if you don't have multiple ways to stop it, you're in for a long day. You're talking to a guy who's seen six place kickers <laughs> this year, Andrew. Yep. Six. Uh, Andrew Catalan with us with CBS Sports. A couple of familiar faces on the Ravens side. Calais Campbell, the reigning Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, was traded to Baltimore. Yannick Ngakwe, the defensive end, traded to the Vikings, who later traded him to Baltimore. And Gardner Minshew said this week that he's going to enjoy a little talking back and forth with Calais. He's a great guy, but Ngakwe is going to be out for blood. <laughs> I think that's a fairly accurate statement. Yeah, I think Gardner nailed it, right? I mean, I don't think you're going to have to worry about any um, any crazy play from Calais. But, you know, this obviously will mean a lot to Ngakwe. He, we all know how it ended in Jacksonville, and we weren't expecting to, to see them uh, meet here. Obviously, they, they did play the Vikings the, the week before, but this is a little different with Baltimore competing for a playoff spot uh, with Campbell going against the Jags. Yeah, I mean, it. it I think it's a – it's a real storyline, and it should be interesting to see how it plays out. Final thought here, Andrew. It's the first time that the active roster has been impacted by COVID-19. They've got two guys on the list as of Thursday. Uh, ben Barch was earlier in the week. Trey Herndon on Wednesday added to it. And then that just adds to what has already been a crazy season in terms of guys coming and going off the, the active roster. The Jaguars have 79 players that have played this year. It's the most in the NFL, and it's the second most in the league since 1993, as far back as the stats go on the official NFL site. Miami had 84 players play last year, and that's where the Jaguars not even dealing with COVID issues really yet. So this is a strange year in the league anyway. The Jags have had so many guys coming and going, and that just feels like the way it's going to be down the stretch, too. Yeah, I think it is such a week-to-week -week league, and I, I know that's such a cliche and that we've used it for years and years in the NFL, but it, it certainly rings true this year. And, um, you know, Baltimore obviously went through it real bad on the other side with all of their COVID issues. Um, they've got everyone back but one as of this uh, as of Thursday. So, you know, it's, it's just that's the way it is this year. And, you know, the Jaguars are going to need guys to step up. You know, no, the Baltimore Ravens are not going to feel bad for anyone in terms of um, being shorthanded because they went through it. Uh, they went through the ringer too. So that's the way it is JP. And that's a, that's a big number of players that have played. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's a big indication as to why they're one in 12, but you want a little hope the last time these two teams played, I called the game. We were in London and it was an absolute blowout and the Jags won running away. So who knows? Mercedes Lewis scored three touchdowns. He's now playing for the Packers. <laughs> Last I and checked. A big, big punt. There was a lot of little plays in that game. It was a fun day. <laughs> it was indeed. We could use one of those down the stretch here. Great to see you, Andrew. Appreciate your time. You too, JP.